Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Gosh Daniel podcast. Geez, I'm glad you opened this one. I forgot what number it was. <laughs> well, um, we have a lot of things to talk about in this episode, uh, apparently. So Maybe too um, many. I'm, I created a long list this time where <laughs> we're trying a new format, and that is actually planning out what we're going to say. Uh-huh. It, it took some preparation. Yeah, it, it really did, but hopefully it'll all be worth it, so... Oh yeah, That's it'll good. be worth it. Everybody will enjoy it. There is no way this could fail. It is it is completely foolproof. Yes. All right. Okay, so yeah, we have news to start off with, and there are a few items, but we're going to start with the uh, the Pokemon Go clone that was announced. Um, <laughs> that is Harry Potter Wizards Unite. That. It oh. is a Pokemon Go clone where you walk around and it uses AR. And you capture animals that are fantastic and they're beasts or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Is this what um, it is? I don't know. All I know about it is that, well, like, you know, the moment I read it, it was like, okay, I can't believe Harry Potter's making Pokemon Go. Um, but basically, you kind of, like, have to get artifacts, I think, or something artifacts, like that. Artifacts, okay. Um, I, maybe they'll integrate animals, beasts into it, but I don't know. So That's yeah. just what I heard, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I didn't actually read the article, like always. Um, <laughs> the thing about Pokemon Go is I never really enjoyed it, you know? Like, it's an AR game, if you can call it a game that uses your GPS. And what's fun about that is that y- you you walk around and then you use the AR to capture something. But that's pretty much where the game ends. I mean, you could argue that there are gyms and whatever, but that's hardly you know sufficient it just sounds so cool though it's it's like a cool idea it sounds cool but it's not a complete idea it's not a game it doesn't feel like a game in practice it feels like here this is something you can do to like if this was built into an exercise app (laughs) like that's what it seems like it should be like while you're walking you can find a monster Uh and you can capture it and you can battle other monsters that's a fun mini game to have in the middle of an exercise app <laughs> it doesn't no, feel that's like true, a game, though. and I never really had any fun with it. I hope that with uh, whatever this one is, the Harry Potter one, that they make it a game. But it, mm-hmm. I don't know. From what I know, it from what I've read, which is not the full article. What I <laughs> from what I have read, it does not sound like it will be much more than what Pokemon Go was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's not very exciting to me at all. I mean, yeah, we all know the problem with Pokemon Go was that it wasn't, it was the start of something great. It was the start of a, like this cool idea, right? And they implemented it, but I don't think it was a, like a complete thought almost, you know? Like, yeah, it was the beginning of AR gaming, but it yeah. wasn't really a game. It's a cool in the same way aspect playing to a some game. Of the, like, in the same way Pong sometimes does not feel like a complete game. But it was sort of the start of this gaming thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, it's, it's not really sufficient, I guess, especially in comparison to day, today's standards. There are AR games. I mean, you have the iPhone 8. Have you used any of those, like, weird giant AR games that they have designed for it? No. No? Okay, well, no. then they're useless. Um, hey, they, they have been Wizards making AR Unite games. will run pretty good, so... Oh yeah, it'll it'll run really well on your your fancy new phone. But yeah, the point is like AR gaming is getting to a place where it becomes a game. 
Uh-huh. But what Pokemon Go was was a phenomenon because people were just so excited to see Pokemon again on something that they didn't have to buy a console for. Yeah. No, they, I guess, you know, people who played I mean, it was free. the original Pokemon games on the Game Boy, you know, they don't need to go buy a 3DS for that. Yeah. Even and, though it sold lots of 3DSs when, uh, like, Sun and Moon came out. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, it, people it, it who... kind of revitalized this nostalgia people had for the original Pokemon. Because even people who didn't um, play Pokemon all that much, like, everyone knows what Pokemon is, but not right. everyone has played it. So Yeah, and then this, all of a sudden it's there. Yeah, this gives the uh, anyone the ability to just play, like... Like, I wouldn't even call this, like, really what Pokemon, the, it has, um, you know, the presence of Pokemon, but I don't think it, it embodies the game fully. So people get to play this, this, like, hint of Pokemon, I guess, and they get to say they have finally played Pokemon. Right. Um, it, it was like an incomplete little nostalgia mini game mm-hmm. that got people to exercise, <laughs> but it died off fast because it didn't feel like a full game that people could keep playing. Yeah, and there were promises that it was gonna slowly make its way to becoming a a, a fooler game, I guess. Um, but the the promises it didn't happen. Yeah, never happened. So of course people get bored fast, and they just dropped it. So yeah, I mean, I think a game like Super Mario Run would lasted a lot longer, and people still play it a little bit, and that's just because it had this factor of you know the fact that it's an actual game. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't, it wasn't just a gimmick. It was actually like gameplay. But I mean, there's wouldn't... things that you could do other than walk around. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but wouldn't a corporation like this kind of w- w- would know to learn from those mistakes? Like you'd think that, but you know, corporations. Well, I don't think they want len- longevity with this game. Yeah. They... It seems like they looked at it and they're like, you know what else people liked? Slightly after that time, there was like that whole Harry Potter thing. There's still a big fandom for Harry Potter. If we made Pokemon Go, but with Harry Potter, there there you go. And probably lots of people will download it. It probably won't be as big as Pokemon Go, but it'll be large and it'll be there for, you know, mm-hmm. a week or two. And then that's yeah. the end. You're probably And that's right. probably all that they want. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I just wish it would be an actual game. I think it would be really cool to have, like, an actual Harry Potter game that's not crap. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be... I mean, there's always the um, Lego Harry Potter video games. <laughs> right. That's as close as they got. Uh-huh. And uh, Lego games are fun in some cases. <laughs> in for a, some people. Yeah, in a very specific case. But Yeah. yeah. Not always super fun. I mean, I put a ton of hours into uh, the Lego Star Wars games as a kid. But Same. It I just wasn't... remember. I remember like on our my me and my brother's PS2 or PlayStation 2 that we'd um we'd uh, just play it all the time, and we get we got the first trilogy and the second trilogy. It was it's my childhood right there. It's nostalgia. <laughs> um, but the point is, Wizards Unite is not going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be good probably because it won't be a complete game. Those AR games just don't feel like complete games. Uh-huh. But it got me thinking about like if they made like a Star Wars version, you know? Mm-hmm. That would be And you like you have to find pieces of like a lightsaber. And then instead of like gym battles, you could actually just battle any other person you met with your lightsaber. 
and then it would still not feel like a complete game because it's just an AR experience. Mm-hmm. But like if they made that where you walk around, you you make your lightsaber, or you find different parts that you can use for a lightsaber, and then you play a game on your phone that's just like you you know you control it like a normal game. That would be cool if they and... made it a Harry Potter game where you go around and you find things, and they yeah help you progress in the game. That incentive is like the whole part of the game is that you go out and you find things to upgrade. But it's actually got a unique gameplay to keep people playing mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Now, iOS games just dissolve. And they it totally really do, though. It doesn't matter what game it is. They always do. But it would be cool, and that would that would actually make it a game. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, think... why, I, I don't even know why we're talking about this. It just feels like we're being negative about something we haven't even really... I, I mean, we don't know it. too much about it, but... But Pokemon Go has always annoyed me, because I didn't like it when it came out, and I knew it would just die immediately, and it did, and that, <laughs> for some reason, annoys me, and I It lasted about a it. summer, so, yeah. I uh, mean, but... if you could call it a it lasted, like, a week or two, really, and then it died out. No way. But, like, way. people still played it a bit. Because people the, still played it a before, bit, but it was... Bef- before I moved is when it was released, and then it, like, instantly became pretty big, and um, I remember... I moved in the beginning of the summer um, last year, of 2016, and then people in North Carolina here were still playing it until, Oh, like, we got a location drop. I don't care. It's exciting. All the fans <laughs> I, I'm pretty are... sure I've already said that before um, yeah, on the podcast. Um, but, uh, like, people were playing it until probably August and is when it really finally died off. So it was a good yeah. three months. Right. <laughs> um, I think I guess that, so. I think the main motivation, though, for people at Harry Potter to be making a game like this is just so that they don't... Because a Fantastic Beasts movie isn't coming out this year. So they want to find a way to let people know to not forget about Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. Right, yeah. And so... And then they announced Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald. I didn't get a release date on that, did you? Yeah, it's November of 2018, I believe. 2018? Yeah. Okay. So that's actually so it's next year. Pretty close, but yeah, they're they're wanting to bring back the like the brand name a bit. Uh, just bring back the Wizarding World, get it in you know people's. I mean, minds that's for that movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah, because you know, like because nobody's really I, been talking about Harry Potter because there hasn't really been anything Harry Potter since Fantastic Beasts last it's year, true. in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Did we do a review for that? I don't know. No. Oh, there was there was a vault app that I don't think I ever released and probably ended up deleting. I did record really? an episode talking about it with oh, the so Bun Gunter. Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, but this whole thing kind of reminds me of. So you remember like Google did all that stuff when before the Force Awakens was coming out. I mean, of course, this is a way different motivation, but it's. Like, remember they had that um, Google simulator thing where you had your lightsaber and you were walking through the corridors of some place? Oh, right, yeah. That's what it is, basically. I thought that that was so cool. Like, it didn't have to be a a full game. It was just this little promotional thing. But it was still cool the way that they utilized technology. Um, And so that's just like a little thing to help you, I guess, have it in your mind about you know, what's going to happen in the, the movie that's coming out. So I think they're kind of trying to do that. Um, it's like it's more of just a promotional thing than it is really a game. That's the only way I could and, see it. Yeah. The reason why they do it. So Right. And Pokemon Go ended up serving as like a, just an extra, insanely popular promotional tool for 
the uh, the actual Pokemon games that came out right <laughs> after keeping yeah. Nintendo afloat before the announcement of the Switch, which was Yay. good. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's just a promotional tool, and then they announced Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is a crappy name. Oh my word! I mean, literally, it's really, like, ugh. is it like a? I mean, hearing something like that that sounds like a comic. And you, you read the comic, so and each so issue true. is like, "Oh no, here's another horrible thing." <laughs> Grindelwald, he's such, he's evil. He, <laughs> look at that. He he murdered that guy. He's those are his crimes. Okay. The moment the moment I read the title, I was like, "Wait, is this gonna be like, like I thought of like a cartoon compilation of like a, a right. cartoon Johnny Depp running around like doing these? Uh, I'm do I'm." Uh, I'm doing making crimes I'm, everywhere. Grindelwald, should should we die just just a little? And then yeah. he kills somebody. And oh no, he's he's the baddest baddest one. He's he's the he's the most evil. It's like gay <laughs> person on in cinema, and that's it. It's like I just it was like this little kid, right? And he goes around and he's like he like like trips an old lady or something, and it freezes on his face. And then you hear like this these like sound effects in the background like a series of promotional cartoons before a yes. movie comes out <laughs> yes you're right what was it like the forces of destiny right that's it's like a little cartoon like, that's Star what Wars i would have thought yeah like yes. it's forces of destiny but which by the, the way of they're not great forces of destiny i watched like i don't know the first season of them mm-hmm. they're not great and i think they almost messed with the canon in some ways but Ugh. it's fine like, people got really upset and angry about them, and there's absolutely no reason. Because, uh-huh. at least in that situation, it's fully advertised for kids, and they're not trying to, like, drop a bunch of extremely important canon lore like they are with Rebels. Uh-huh. Like, the fact I, that I it's just, for little kids is kind of the point. I just Anyways. don't like how it looks like it was made on Adobe After Effects or something. <laughs> right, I mean, it doesn't look great, but it looks a lot better than some other Flash cartoons that I've seen. Yeah, there are a true. lot that look a lot worse, and they're like full production shows. Whereas that's just like a little thing that's like five <laughs> episodes. Uh-huh. I can forgive it, especially okay. since it's for six-year-old girls. <laughs> no, but that anyways. is actually the target audience. It though, really so. is. Yeah, so they could sell dolls. It was yeah. a promotional tool to sell dolls. More Crimes of Grindelwald. Should Everything be a is promotional a tool to sell Grindelwald to- dolls. That I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be really funny. <laughs> you, I want a Grindelwald. Who wants that like, creepy face on I a doll <laughs> in your house? Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Oh no, this is going to be a really Johnny Depp episode, isn't it? Because oh. now, because we also have to talk about Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Gross. Okay, anyways. But they also announced a cast photo, and uh, Jude Law is playing Dumbledore, and he looks like a wizard. So yeah. there's that. He looks is like that? a wizard, but he doesn't look like I would expect Dumbledore to look like. You know, I would have expected Dumbledore wouldn't grow a beard until he got really old. Uh-huh. That just seems like the kind of character that, that Dumbledore is. He uh-huh. seems like the person that would be clean-shaven and, like, well-dressed, and then he just gets quirkier and beardier as he gets older. Beardier. I guess but they didn't looks... account for that. Yeah, he just looks like a really grizzled like tough mm-hmm. beardy wizard and that that's never what i ever would have thought dumbledore is I but mean, i i don't i think bet he'll be a, great they I, I don't think they put a lot of thought into his um 
design, I guess, when it comes to, no. like, oh, wait, he had a big beard when he was old. We're going to give him a smaller one since he's younger. Because so. look at he gets older and his beard grows. <laughs> it works. So, yeah, that's in, that's okay, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think he's going to do good, though. I mean, I yeah, he's think... Jude Law. He'll be fine. Yeah, so. I mean, I he just, he won't be all... <laughs> Which is uh-huh. all I ever want from Dumbledore, but that's okay, because <laughs> okay. he's he's young here, yeah, and we that's get true. we get to see him fall in love with Grindelwald. It'll be so sweet, but then <laughs> Grindelwald will have a crime, and he will crimes it up. Crimes it up. He crimed yeah. it up. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's like the worst name I've ever. It's. Uh, I mean, not good. How did that get greenlit? <laughs> right. I mean. You would think J.K. Rowling, somebody who was, you know, known as a good author, at least at one point, would at least have come up with a good name. Because she does write these. Uh-huh. It's weird. Well, It's like it's gone downhill. Harry Potter used to be so cool. I feel wait, like we it's should, gone downhill. We should try to list some better names for the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. One good name is Fantastic Beasts, another one. That would be better. Yeah. You could also do Fantastic Beasts. Dumbledore. Be good. Or you could or you could just change the first name entirely and it be Fantastic Beats with Grindelwald. Beats with And Grindelwald. he's he's like a, a rapper in this one. That that would I mean that would change the plot a bit, but it would be yeah. a better title. But you could it, do it, it could be like a rap musical, kinda like Fantastic Hamilton, you know? Beats Grindelwald's you know, trial. You know? That might be better. Ooh. And I mean, like, you could do anything or you even, could do, I mean, I don't even know why you're still calling it Fantastic Beasts because I don't think this one is going to be about finding Fantastic Beasts. Maybe that's just me. That's true though. Like they're totally kind of just going away from that plot point. So right. Like they did it. They did that. They, they found all the beasts. He wrote his book and now they're just going to continue on, which is fine, but it's kind of a weird way to set up a series. Because at least Harry Potter had Harry Potter in it the whole time. Yeah, that's true. Like, but if maybe, they had this do first you think movie, Newt will still have all of his animals with him? Probably. It that's would why they suck all keep if he did going. Yeah. No, he has to because he has that right. bag, right? And so mm-hmm. he just hops in it, and there's all his beasts. But he's gonna go back to the U.S. because they also showed Credence in the cast. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know we'll why see they're how JK more. Rowling does it, but I mean I want to see them because they're Harry Potter, but at the same time I think that's the only reason that they were made is because people will <laughs> see them true. because Harry Potter. But at least she knows also how the to reason write they, good. they made this game is because people will play it cuz <laughs> Harry Potter. And that's all any of this is anymore. That's my only that's the only thing that Harry Potter is anymore is people will Oh, it's Harry Potter. It's fine. People will love the Cursed Child. The Cursed Child is amazing. It's the best. No, 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 play no, ever no. Made. It's no, amazing, no, no. it's beautiful, it's no, wonderful, no, no. it's marvelous. We don't even no. have to write this thing. We can no. just shake some crappy fan fiction and we can make that a play. No. That's fine, because people will like it, because Harry Potter. <laughs> and and scene. That was okay. that was just great acting right there. Anytime they bring up Harry Potter, yeah, I just I can't but, do it. Okay, my Too argument is that anymore. sure all their decisions are really dumb, but JK Rowling still knows how to write good. Are you sure? Yes, Fantastic Beasts okay, was Fantastic good. Okay, Fantastic Beasts was actually legitimately a well It was a good book. movie, and it fit but, as a movie. But she came up with the story for The Cursed Child. Something yes. happened there. 
She made her mistake. Something yes. horrible happened there. Yes. She's kind of going off the handle, I guess, but she could still write a good story, okay? She had the idea, but an idea doesn't mean a good or bad story. It's how you execute it. So she wasn't the person in charge of executing it. She had other well, people execute it. I wonder if you just read George Lucas's screenplay for Phantom Menace and you'd say, wow, that's really good. Like, maybe if you could separate it from the movie, you'd be like, wow, that is pretty good. Yeah. yeah but then I he sucks. Know. So then mm-hmm. it's like it gets confusing there. I mean, she really is kind of the next George Lucas. And I <laughs> I am just very nervous for... Because I don't want to see, like, the entire wizarding world be destroyed because of... It turned into crap. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to sell it to Disney for six billion dollars and then they're gonna make another harry potter uh it's just the same thing it's gonna happen all right but anyway so wait, moving wait on till, talking um, about star wars again no no no, no no wait i want to say this wait, last part oh man have a good transition you ruin everything okay go um i was gonna say that wait till um disney buys warner bros and you know well it, they almost bought all the fox stuff that's what i'm saying though because they're gonna buy fox or 20th or 21st century fox and then they're gonna buy first because i'm pretty sure it is still 20th century fox no i've read all the articles and they said 21st century fox oh did they did they wait what in your face unless the article yeah unless the articles i read were wrong i'm pretty sure they changed it to 21st century but i don't know that's great Okay, transition, fine, whatever. Yeah, it is. So it's just Fox, and then they change it based on the century. Okay. But but that's weird, because it says 21st Century Fox, but then the logo still says 20th Century Fox. Just Wait, don't get caught up in it, man. Who cares about how old this fox is? I do not. <laughs> okay. Okay, can we talk about Star Wars now? Right, thank you. Thank you for ruining my transition and then transitioning <laughs> poorly. Um, okay, so they came out with... Um, Disney decided to have a bunch of news. Yay! Um, which is a thing. And they talked about making a high school musical thing. And then a monster. <laughs> Why do you start show. with that? And they mentioned Marvel. And no, then, you need most to say importantly, they talked about a Star Wars live action show, which is very exciting because it's Star Wars, it's live action, and it's going to be on their stupid Disney, stupid subscription for just Disney things that's stupid. And okay. It's, and it's I a think... live action show. I think you need to calm down. I, I can't calm down. <laughs> You're in one of those moods. <laughs> I'm not in any kind of mood. Um, okay. Okay, so, so I think it's <sighs> stupid that they made a subscription service. However, they clearly know what they're doing because, like I said on the last episode, the only way anybody's going to watch it is if they have, like, a Star Wars show that's so exclusive. <laughs> and so that's what they did. Star Wars live action show. Going to be on the Disney thing. Now I'm going to have another monthly expense. Yay! It, th- um, no, th- they're going with the motions, though. They are, like, just taking that step into the future, I think. Patreon.com slash Gosh Daniel. That's where TV and entertainment is headed, okay? It TV channels, is. cable but, is going to be gone. So they're just right. like, all right, no, we know. know this. Why don't we just, you know, get ahead? Somewhat but ahead. Why Netflix can't they was just the lead, have a deal course, with but, Netflix or something? What I, I what I don't like about this is that if you're making more and more and more subscription services until every channel is separate, that just is horrible, right? Because like, then you have to pay for so much more than it ever would have cost us to have, like, cable. 
Even no, though cable's cable expensive, is expensive. It's dude. super expensive. But when when you have twenty different channels that all have shows that you watch, and they all have their own ten dollars subscription services, it's going to be two hundred bucks a month, and that's ridiculous. It would be cool though. Like you're right. You said if they had partnered with Netflix, so that like Disney has their little Disney section within Netflix. So there's literally like a category that's like Disney. And they kind of get some revenue, I guess, from it. Or maybe it's like an extension if they if really did. If it's an did. extension. Yeah, if they did like extensions in Netflix instead of just each thing having their own. So like pay two, two extra dollars a month I or something. and then you. It. It's just annoying yeah. and it's bad for me. It's bad for the consumer. But, <laughs> but you know what? You're going to you're gonna so do it though. Exactly. Everybody's going to do it. It's Star that's Wars. Why, that's why they don't shy away from this kind of stuff. Right. They're like, well, people will be it. mad, but they're still going to totally, do it. So I, It's not like I'm saying this should be illegal. Like I get how this is. Yeah. This is how companies operate. And that mm-hmm. is totally fine because their job is to make them money. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't care it's just annoying for me to have to buy a new thing i don't want to have to buy another thing no one wants to have have to to buy another thing but i know but i'm gonna have to buy a lot more i'm gonna have to buy three new movies because the star wars trilogy a new one was announced (laughs) you're really trying with these transitions so bad Three new things to buy on 4k ultra hd blu-ray uh this this is a new star wars trilogy it is not a saga trilogy it is not no it is 10, not 11 and 12 but disney did announce that ryan johnson is going to create a new trilogy and direct the first installment of it and it is supposed to take place in some sort of time in the star wars universe that has never been explored with entirely new characters but so hopefully no, hopefully it won't getting... be called oh hopefully it won't be called a star wars story so it, i thing. don't think it will be yeah, it's I can't. Own, they announced it as a trilogy. They didn't announce it as a mm-hmm. anthology. Exactly. But what will happen to the Star Wars stories thing? Are they are things? Are they just gonna like stop that to to release this trilogy? <sighs> Maybe I don't know. I feel like they're gonna slow down after Episode Nine comes out, oh, and totally. we're gonna have like one Star Wars movie every two years until they finish that trilogy, and then they're gonna announce ten, eleven, twelve, and then the new wave. Yeah, that's what I think and is then, gonna happen. And then before you know it, we're at star wars episode 20 or something like that oh man i'm excited (laughs) um but yeah this one is gonna be good it's in a new era that's unexplored so it won't be like in between five and six and it won't be in between six and seven or something Uh, stupid like that like it's a new new trilogy in a new era it's not during the prequel area era it's not during the prequel (laughs) era it's probably not after the whole sequel trilogy my guess is it's before Uh uh-huh Lots of people want it to be Old Republic, but I'd prefer that for the show. I think You're right. I think what they should do is, like, yeah. Before the Republic. What I think they're going to do is, like, the first Jedi. You know? Like, because, you know, we're talking about Luke is at the first Jedi temple in Octo. He studied all around trying to find Force stuff. And then we have a new trilogy. Well, what better place to introduce the, you know, the ideas of Jedi and Sith as they began? Because we already saw how they ended um, in Episode 8 and 9. Hint, hint, uh, theories. Um, right, I, I just, I think they'll be like, here's the founding of the Jedi Order, we're on Octo, that's how that trilogy ends. Yeah, yeah, you know what I bet, um, happened, like, in a business perspective? I bet, like, Ryan Johnson, when writing the screenplay and, you know, making The Last Jedi, he had so many, like, so many ideas to implement into the story, um, and then he kind of realized that, 
there's just so much stuff that he wants to put into it. Maybe he could find a way to like use all this, I, all these ideas for a story and integrate it into a completely different trilogy. So, I mean, I could see that. I don't know. I bet he was just talking, you know, like as you have to do when you make a Star Wars movie, you know, the whole thing is completely controlled by the, uh, the story group. And of whatever. course. Yeah. As they're developing these things, they're like, well, you know, that's an interesting idea. Maybe we'll have a book or something like that somewhere <laughs> about it. Then Ryan Johnson finishes episode eight and it, it's just so beautiful it's amazing it's the best star wars movie of all time and they're like we need ryan johnson to do something else so he's working on this new trilogy and that's why jj abrams is doing nine because ryan johnson's busy (laughs) basically (laughs) but Uh i mean it's a good recommendation for episode eight that they're like Mm -hmm. okay this is a story that we're thinking of telling how about we just make a whole new trilogy of movies and it's there you go because you're good we like you i i'm Makes me excited for eight more than it makes me excited for this trilogy. Uh huh. Anyway. Yeah, that's true though. You're right, actually. Um, yeah. Oh so. well. Speaking of the story group, here's another transition for you. Oh dang it! I ruined it. Uh, yeah, you said the, it was. A tra- speaking speaking yeah. of the story group, um, they uh, in cooperation with uh, whoever it is that wrote this uh, came out with um, they they made a game. Battlefront 2 came out. Whoa. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> that was really bad. Worst transition of all time. It would have been ba- better if I bla- said, okay, next on the list, we have Battlefront 2. But, exactly. No. Um, there's a campaign, and it's really sad because it's only three or four hours from what I've heard. Oh, gosh. But it's a $60 even, game, oh. and they to make up for the fact that they only charge $60 for a four-hour game... Um, they've added a bunch of stuff into it. Like, they made the heroes really expensive. So if you want to play as Luke Skywalker, you have to spend, like, either 40 hours playing the game to get one of the heroes. Or you could pay, like, several hundred dollars. And so people were really pissed off. And, it, like, uh... the entire internet exploded and everybody hated it. And people were just death threats and all that stuff. Because some people don't have just like a hey i don't like this idea some people have to be like i'm gonna murder you because you had an idea that you implemented in your own game to make money which is what it's your job to do and i'm gonna kill you for that because i don't want to spend a hundred dollars to be luke skywalker yeah yeah i think like you're not owed playing as luke skywalker but anyways i'm glad that at least the rational people who protested got what they wanted and (laughs) they they removed that they made it a lot cheaper so they fixed that but then there became there was like another controversy because then they were talking about loot boxes and microtransactions and you know that gives you a leg up if you get things out of those loot boxes when you're playing online like it gives you a lot of good stuff and good upgrades and heroes and stuff like that and so people are like well now you have gambling in this game and that's completely horrible because you know children can gamble and it's not it should either be illegal or it should be you know something like that. And so people were also upset about that. So they removed that. But it does bring up a, you know, like an interesting like conversation, I guess, about like gambling in video games. Because, you know, if they talk about gambling in like a campaign for a video game, that like makes it rated M and they talk about how there's gambling involved. But when you're actually employing something that literally makes you gamble in a game, like, you know, what they did with uh, I don't know, was it Shadow of Mordor? No, no, the newer one. Shadow of War. And then what they've done with Battlefront 2. 
it's like, you know, that's not illegal and that's not even like rated by the ESRB. So people are like, even children can get like addicted to gambling on these sorts of games, even Rocket League, I guess. But Rocket League, it doesn't actually help you in the game. It's just skins. So. Uh huh. I thought you were trying to do another transition there for a sec. No, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to transition. No, not um, yet. <laughs> not yet. But you ruined it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about Rocket League again. Um, but yeah, like there's this gambling kind of epidemic that that that's potential a potential epi- epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> there is a potential <laughs> epidemic for. This is know, so fun just gambling. listening to you. Just because of video games. Uh-huh. Uh, I do. I do think that that should be rated. Like, uh-huh. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think it should at least make a game rated T or something. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that in a situation like this, you kind of have to be careful with discerning what is exactly happening because it's a game, right? But you know, it's so easy to get so caught up into a game like this that you kind of get addicted to gambling in some sense because they set it up so nicely for that to happen because, you know, they want money and they want you to be addicted to it. So, um, yeah, so it's tough, but I, I agree. I think they should at- account for that when rating the game. Yeah, so, like if they made it, if like that immediately made a game M, then companies wouldn't do it, you know? Exactly. Like it just disappear. Other than yeah, games exactly. that were already going to be rated M, they might have those. But, I mean, at the same time, Games have remained at $60, like the price of $60, but games have been a lot more expensive to make lately. So no, yeah, you're right. When you look at it, they That's need to find point. some way to make up the money. And so yeah. either games all of a sudden cost $80, or they do this. And I guess as far as the options go, I would prefer something like this. I mean, what they've done with things like Assassin's Creed, the new one, I heard there's like a place that you just want to like climb up something and they're just like sorry you can't you can't do this last part of the game until you pay for it. Oh my god. That's that's bad. I don't know if oh, that was that like a miscommunication horrible. from what I was reading about it but like there there're just like areas that like yeah you can't really beat the you can't do the last mission you didn't pay for it. Jeez, gaming companies but, are getting desperate. But I mean they do need to make it up because games are a lot of like a lot more expensive to make than what they're you know selling for so it's true yeah. i understand Business that they need to find a more. way to make it up but people get mad at free at dlc that costs money because i mean there are some cases in which dlc is worth it so if a company could make dlc that was worth it that would be fine but they usually don't they just make a bare bones game with lots of dlc and then people get mad so then they make free dlc and then loot boxes and people are mad about loot boxes so then they're like okay well then we'll just make it so you know it's really like you have to actually play the game a lot to get this thing or i guess you could pay us money and they're like no that's horrible too so i don't really know where it's gonna go because they do need to actually make up the money if they're gonna continue to make games i don't want to see another video game crash you know (laughs) yeah you like like see a bunch of like all of a sudden you start seeing ads in your video game consoles as you're playing the game and it's like you're about to like do something amazing and you're like jumping in the air and then it just pauses and it shows an ad for like (laughs) like a fast food company or something like that it's like i mean but where is it gonna go or is it just that people are going to be so upset they're not, just not going to buy games and then games are going to disappear? Like, is is the... 
I, they I have to find a way to make money without being cheap. Or are like, they going to start? Know. They might just have to start making games more expensive, or else they'll have to stop putting a lot of money into games, and then we'll have like, a hundred dollar game. Oh gosh, we could just have lower budget games, and then all of a sudden games would be worse than what they used to be, and they would <laughs> be... be continually improving. <laughs> but where where do you go? I, I mean, think indie that games sell for like twenty bucks, thirty bucks, but with AAA titles, they they just can't make their money back without doing those sorts of things. As horrible and annoying as they are for the consumer, yeah. I just I don't know where it'll go, but yeah, it seems I mean, like a problem. The like time usually helps these kind of things because um, over time, I guess the technology gets better, things get easier. Um, so I feel like they're really trying to take a leap, um, by making, like, the games and, like, the process of making them are now, is now, like, really tough, um, and probably expensive. So, yeah, they do have to make the money back, but over time, I think it'll get easier and cheaper, right? Because, you know, technologies and stuff like that is always kind of growing and evolving. So, of course, um, like, I think that there should be games that are big and are really expensive, but games that are also also big but not as expensive i guess if there was like two tiers of that that like types of games um i could see that kind of happening the ones that really are trying to um go for like take that leap and then the ones that are like trying to just kind of stay here to be affordable so right i mean if they make games that are you know high budget games that are really good and have enough content and then they add dlc people won't have a problem and lots of people, more people will buy that DLC if you have, like, a good game and they just want more of it, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. And, and it's not like, oh, to actually have the full experience of the game or to actually have fun with the game, you need to get the DLC. Right. Like, if, if they did that, that would be the best option. But instead, right. what they've been doing with DLC, which is why they don't really do pay Why people DLC get upset. Anymore. Right. Yeah, people, people just get upset. get upset about it. But, like... Because they'll start making bare-bones games, and then just be like, well, you know, if you buy the DLC, then you have a game. Yeah, I mean, and people aren't DLC upset. did not ever, in any case, complete a game. It's true, though, because people aren't upset about having to pay, because people will pay if they really like the game as it right. is. Yeah. Because they'll, then they'll want more of it, but by having a game that isn't even fully a game, you're like, well, why would I want more of this? Why would I... Want to pay money, or people won't buy the game to begin with if they know they'll just have to buy the DLC, and that's the only game. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if you look at what Uncharted did with their latest thing, they they came out with like a standalone DLC called The Lost Legacy, and that Hmm. like just uses the same engine and all this stuff, so it's a bit cheaper for them to make because it's just Uncharted Four, but they made a new campaign basically. Huh. But they announced it. And they release it as a standalone. It's its own separate disc. You don't need to have Uncharted 4, from what I understand, to play that. What? That isn't even a DLC. That's just like a miniature game. Right. And it's at a cheaper price. It's like 40 bucks. That's It's cheaper than a normal game. And it didn't do great as far as like if it were its own game. Yeah. But that does make, you know, you probably make money on that. You know, you probably make a bit more on that. Because this is a thing people who don't have Uncharted 4 can get it. People who do can get it because, and it's cheaper to make because you've but already I mean, made another game. I mean, if you're going to pay 40 bucks to get, like, something that isn't even considered fully a game, why, why wouldn't you just, like, But it kind of is, because Uncharted 
the way Uncharted works is, I mean, they're adventure games, right? Yeah. And it's using, it's just, it's using the same engine. It's not called Uncharted for the Lost Legacy. It's called Uncharted yeah. the Lost Legacy. It's branded in a way that it's like, it's its own game, but it's kind of like a, you know, 4.5. But I feel like that's more for the more dedicated Uncharted fans. It could be because... for the dedicated Uncharted fans, or it could be for somebody who just wanted a cheap game. I mean, if I had the choice between buying like a game that was a bit bigger and seemed really interesting or the, a little bit cheaper but like was only like a campaign and was kind of like half a game in, in a sense then i'd probably go pay the extra 20 bucks and get the full game right unless and i was a huge fan of uncharted. uncharted you'd play uncharted 4 and you'd be like wow this is great and then you'd be like oh yeah that dlc has gone down a little bit in price i'll buy that and they'd still yeah. make money because it didn't That's really true. I don't know. I just I still think it's a good idea, at least, like yeah. to have to have DLC that is almost as complete as a game, on top of a complete game. People will buy it, but uh-huh. I don't know. Um, uh, another news: uh, Justice League came out, and uh, we did not see it yet. Uh, that will be the next episode. Um, uh huh. But uh, reviews came in, and uh, it does not sound very positive. Uh, to say the it least. was it was DC. That's that's a thing. It was it was it's just what you could have expected, really. Yeah, it was very DC. I have found people reviewing it who are major DC fanboys, and I did not realize how ridiculous they sound until I read those tweets. Because it was just, <laughs> I mean, people said it was like, you know, you hearing everybody say this movie is pretty much unwatchable, and then there's that DC fanboy who said, "Oh my gosh, even." despite the movie almost, like, being attempted to be ruined by that devil who's Joss Whedon. They happen to make a movie that is the best movie ever made. Everything about it is great, and this is the best villain ever on screen. He's so good, and, like, all this stuff. And then that... I don't know. I just... I don't get how people can be so... divided. (laughs) Divided. I'll I'll go with divided. Uh-huh. Some people think it's the best movie ever made, and then everybody else thinks this is unwatchable. That, that kind and of astounds me. So I'm not sure what to think. My guess so is that tough, it's not good. Though, but because with personally, people thinking it's great. Personally, I'm I'm I consider myself more to be a, a Marvel fan, but like I want to like these movies me when too. I watch them. I wanted to like Batman v Superman, but I genuinely just didn't yeah i, I was... really tried to give that movie a chance i, I it yeah. was before i heard it was bad like i saying went in though, to see it and i just remember being like oh my gosh no and i was just shaking my head i'm like i really wish this was good i know because it has such these these iconic characters right that you want to love they I mean like, i hated have... man of steel like i thought that was horrible yeah i didn't i didn't think that was too bad i i just i wasn't really like into um like I wasn't really into it, I guess, but I don't know. I didn't really assess it all that much. I could, I kind of just took it for what it was and was like, "All right, that was okay." Right. So yeah, but I, I don't know, man. I it just it doesn't sound like it'll be all that good, and that makes me sad. But I'm still gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to enjoy myself. I'll try my mm-hmm. very, very best to to see if there's anything worthwhile, and maybe the worst will be. though. The worst though is when like DC fans. Are, almost like attack um other people who didn't like the movie as like they label them oh no you're just like a marvel fan or whatever so of course you're not gonna like the movies like oh everyone's just a marvel fan then but that's the thing is like 
the reason that there are lots of Marvel fans is because Marvel <laughs> made lots of good movies. The reason there are DC fanboys is because they already liked DC and kind of made themselves like those movies. Like it was, uh-huh. I don't know of any DC fanboys who weren't just like, Batman is the greatest character ever made, and I read all the comics, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it, a so... lot of Marvel fans are just people who watch the movies because they're accessible. Yeah. Um, Maybe so DC the ro- should try that? <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes score um, for it right now is a 39%, and the viewer score is an 86%. So, Huh. Yeah. Wow. That's just at the moment, because technically today is its first official day of being released. So we'll see how it um, well, goes. I was tempted to say how it drops. for that but, uh, Joss Whedon dialogue, you know? <laughs> that Joss Whedon. Like, okay, I saw the cheesiest advertisement. Okay, I don't know. I think it was an ad on YouTube maybe or something. But I don't know how I saw this. But basically it was this guy interviewing these people right after they've watched Justice League. And it was so funny. Like... Um, he was interviewing these people, and he's like, yeah, um, I just, it was perfect, you know, man, I thought that, like, seeing Joss Whedon come into the movie, like, I was gonna, it was gonna feel like very, two very separate tones, but they both added a lot into it, you know, like, I could tell that it was a lighter movie in general, and that Joss Whedon's comedy just really, you know, um, melds together with it was just, it was, it was so funny hearing this, these people like, try to make it sound good, but I hope it's good. I, I like I said I, I want it to be good. I don't think it is, but I hope it. I hope honestly, I'll enjoy it at least. I listened to some um, reviews, like non-spoiler reviews, and yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound good. It's just. It I, seems like you could have fun in it if you tried. Like it, it doesn't sound like yeah. it's a movie not worth seeing, in some ways. It just seems like a movie that you can't expect to be real good. I heard that it kind of ruined the like kind of ruined wonder woman in some ways not oh, ruined no. it but like you know wonder woman oh, just got wonder out of- woman was the best movie of the year exactly no. <laughs> she just got out of having this like really good spotlight and then but i loved you know, wonder woman it wasn't you loved wonder woman it was the best movie of the year really oh wow i mean hey i liked it a lot more than you that's true my first Actually impression of it, it was just like wait what is this like I tried not to like not like it because it was new or whatever, but um, I kind of want to see it again just because because it's still it's still you know yeah I'm still assessing it. It's probably I mean in my opinion it's the most watchable DC movie. Well, well DC the the one that's in the DC no yeah right like it's not like it's better than you know the original Superman movies or. Uh, the latest Batman movies, the Nolan or the, ones. The, yeah, the Chris Nolan, uh, yeah. Like, it, um, it's kind of, it's still part of the worst series of movies DC's ever made. And that includes the original Batman ones, like the really bad ones. Yeah, anyway, they weren't the those, original those were ones. Fun. They were the ones with George Clooney. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about, uh, I was talking Michael about Michael Keaton? No, the original ones, like with Adam West. I think oh, I think they're even better awesome. than those, and those, those are crap. Awesome. No, they're crap, but they're at least enjoyable. And that's they're the thing so about great. these DC movies is that most of the time, they try very hard not to be enjoyable. It's true, though. They try to be deep it's, and poetic. It's weird because in the comic game, they're like killing it. They're doing everything right, and Marvel is absolutely like being destroyed because they can't it's make so a good true, comic to though. save their lives. But in the movie industry, Marvel is like. 
you know, top dog and DC can't make a good movie to save their lives. And I, I feel like that's it. kind of how it is with gaming too. I feel like DC's DC's games are better. Do, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, especially when you look at the last like Marvel versus Capcom, there are like no X-Men in it at all. <laughs> it's because oh, like, gosh, that's half the reason their comics stink now too, is because they're trying to completely remove the X-Men because Disney, uh, Marvel Studios doesn't own the right to the X-Men. No, yeah, they do. No, they don't. Fox does. No, they own, Fox owns the movie rights, but not the comic rights. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. And so they're oh. trying to lessen the popularity of the X-Men. And um. that's why they're making Inhuman stuff. But hey, if this Fox deal 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 goes through, then... Which I mean... it already didn't, but... If it, if they oh. ever like go back into negotiations, if Disney ever gets X Men, yeah, then they might be saved a bit. But they, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so now we we've we finished news. Uh, almost an hour into the podcast. Oh my! I am very happy with this episode. It's going quite <laughs> okay. Long. That's good. I am going to have so much editing to do though because really there are some real good important things to cut out. <laughs> you know, I so think when you get really loud, out. it's the best part. Yeah. So you um, shouldn't cut that out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm going to cut out everything pertaining to Harry Potter, uh, Fantastic what? Beasts, uh, Star Wars, and Justice League. Um, oh, okay, gosh. let's start with Rocket League on Switch then. This is the first, this is the beginning episode. First first part of episode, hello everybody and welcome to the Gosh Dating the Podcast episode 35. <laughs> we are talking about Rocket uh, League no fair, on I the wanted Switch. To do the intro. Um, I got Rocket League on the Switch day one which was a few days Wait, ago, oh, yeah. and I've been playing a lot. I've put a lot of hours into it, because Rocket League is kind of my most played game on PC. I had about 200 hours at least on it, and I really, really enjoyed it for some reason. Not a sports person. Not a car person. <laughs> don't know what it is, but that game is very fun. And it's not like it's just accessible. It feels like it's a really difficult game to play. But uh-huh. it's, it's fun. I like doing it. I like playing the online games. I got good at it eventually. Not great, but, you know, fine. And I noticed on the Switch, like, the way that the graphics work, it's like if you go on PC and you turn down, like, every kind of uh, graphics enhancement and every kind of, like, shading, and it's like if you turn all of that off, then it basically looks like that. So <laughs> it's kind of ugly in comparison to what you'd find on uh, all other consoles. Uh-huh. But it runs great. And, like, I would turn it, I I would play PC, and it didn't play consistently on my laptop. Um, But it looked fine, like, in terms of all the graphics and stuff. But it didn't run that that well. So they've at least optimized it well for the Switch, where it runs without, like, screen tearing and without any kind of lag. It worked a lot better than it did on my PC overall. Um, That's good. Yeah, they added a few cars into it, and they're really fun. Um a few updates to like UI. Uh it's cross platform which is cool. So like you can play with PlayStation or PC people. I don't know. It's fun. It's doable. I just like having it portable really. It's just fun to have it portable. Uh that's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> the, cool. Rocket League. It's like Rocket League, but you can play it portably. That's <laughs> that is really all it is, but I think it's a lot of fun and I'm playing it a lot more now. Yay. Mhm. Um, came out on the same day, uh, a new Sanderson book, um, Oathbringer, which is the third book in the Stormlight Archive, and, um, 
it's incredible and it's the best thing ever yay i am only like i don't know 30 something chapters into it only 30 something chapters well it's got 127 or something like that oh my goodness oh yeah so the book is about 1300 pages ish um it's 500,000 words they almost weren't able to word they were almost unable to actually print it in one volume but they did uh it's really really fun it's really enjoyable it's kind of it's it's turning out to be like my favorite sanderson book so far which is really saying something considering is how i've read all like i don't know 20 something other of them like i've i've read them all multiple times but this one is is already starting to be my favorite really good check it out read the other ones first obviously but you know i mean if you don't have time to read about Oh, what is it? The total uh, word count for the Stormlight Archive is somewhere in the vicinity of uh, 1,600,000 words, I think. Oh, wow. That's about where they are now. Maybe a little bit less. Uh, If you don't have time to read all of that, then, uh, well, you're dead to me. Um, Okay, moving on. (laughs) Murder on the Orient Express. I saw that movie. And now it's time to do an, the actual review. The point of the podcast was to talk about Murder on the Orient Express. It was? Yes. <laughs> wow, well, we failed. We, we really did. Okay, well, um, okay, let's start off with the plot. The uh, plot. This is a non-spoiler review. Um, because I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, because you're. You don't get to hear my amazing input. Oh, yeah, believe no, me. No, you're going to input. You're just, you're just not going to have oh. anything useful to say because you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. It'll be mostly like, oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah, that, yeah, you're right, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, the plot was well developed, I think. Like, it, it had that feel, um, you know when you're reading a mystery novel and you feel like you just have to constantly pay attention to every line of dialogue and every description and you're just trying to figure it out and you feel like you're constantly on the verge of figuring something out? Uh huh. Like, I have never really felt like that was replicated very well in movies. There aren't a lot of good mystery movies that you feel like you actually kind of get what's going on and you're kind of piecing it together in the way you would a mystery book. Um, uh huh. But this does it really well. Like, I, I felt like really? the whole time it was as if I was actually reading an Agatha Christie novel. Huh. In, in that, like,. Yeah, I was constantly trying to figure it out, paying attention to every line of dialogue. It, I like I got in that same zone. It was really uh, delivered in a in a similar way, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, if just for that, um, as far as the actual story goes within the plot, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm surprised to say like I didn't really like the mystery, how it ended, huh. how they solved it. And I'm going to have to read the book to see if that was actually how they solved it in the book. But it just seems too open-ended. I don't uh-huh. I don't want to spoil anything. But, like, it doesn't have the same feel as other mystery novels where it's like, you know, you find the culprit or whatever and that's the end. It's like, uh, like maybe <laughs> the mystery is the mystery was kind of solved, but there didn't there wasn't really any kind of conclusion. Huh. And then they completely ruined it at the very, very end because he got off the train or whatever. And then they say, 
oh yeah, by the way, there's there's some horrible murder that's happened right on the Nile. You need to go there. And that's how oh, it ends. Oh my word. And it's like, it's they're trying, really trying, aren't they? It tried they're... to be a reference to death on the Nile. But the thing that didn't make sense about that is that he's there on vacation and then there happens to be a murder. I actually read that one. There happens to be a murder yeah. when he's already on Same. this boat on the Nile because he's just out there already on a va- on vacation. Uh-huh. He doesn't like fly all the way across the entire world just to solve some sort of murder. Like that right there in like one line of dialogue, they completely ruined any prospects they could have had for, you know, like making this book accurate, like making it accurate I- to the books. Like they yeah they were they were totally just trying to lead on to their like Poirot series that they're trying to make so yeah I guess but if they're if the next one is Death on the Nile that's kind of I mean it's not out of sequential order exactly but Death on the Nile had characters from Murder on the Orient Express or it had one character from Murder on the Orient Express that happened to be there I remember and then they solved the mystery together. But it takes place like six or seven books after the Orient Express to the point where that Orient Express case is already kind of like, you know, people are whispering about it. Like, wow, he's the guy from that case. That's cool. So you can't make that immediately after. He was like he the 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 first quarter of the book. There there hasn't been a murder yet. Right. In the in Death of the Nile. So how does that work? How do they think? Oh, yeah. If we. That so does not make that any That almost sense. feels like they're not setting it up for a sequel. You're probably right. But they just right wanted then. to add an Easter egg that didn't make sense. But that, that maybe, makes me question... Maybe if they had, like... Maybe if they had, like... The best way they could have done that would be, like... Um, they, like, ask him where he wants to go next or something. Or, like, I think I'm going to take a vacation or whatever. It's like, where are you well, that's thinking the thing of going? Is like, like, if they hey, really you need to, to go with us. And he's like, hey, I'm, no, I'm on vacation now. And they're like, well, you need to go... Because they got this contact, and somebody died on the Nile, and he's like, "Okay, fine." It just it didn't really fit, but that it does make me question if any of that was accurate to the book, and the whole thing might not have been, and maybe that's why the story and the plot felt a bit off to me. Like it was delivered like uh-huh. you would think a Poirot mystery would be, and it was like it it worked in that sort of style. It had the right tone, and you know you you were thinking in the same way. But the story seemed off, and maybe it's just because they weren't being accurate to the book because they wanted to, you know, make it about other things. I mean, (sighs) at least it makes me question. I'm going to have to read the book Mm -hmm. now because it could have been completely off just from that one thing about the Nile. Um, It was kind of well developed. As far as the characters go, I guess I'll talk mostly about Poirot. Kenneth Branagh looks absolutely nothing like Poirot. And this makes me angry because he's nothing like you would ever expect the description to be. However, he does a pretty good job being Poirot. Like, he sounds like him. He, his mannerisms are similar. What? Quite, yeah, like, he, he pulled it off. Plot twist. Except wow, for Wow, rat few, face was good. Just huh. a few little things. Just They're just yeah. a few things. He seems a lot more annoyed and angry and depressed. He's like Poirot, <laughs> hiding a little bit of like anger and depression, and I don't know it, that that part sort of felt off to me. Like T 
teenager funk Poirot. Not exactly. I don't know. And then they, they had this whole thing about how his some some girl he used to like died or something. And he ha- holds her picture, and when he's solving his mysteries, everyone's so like, I can't believe this person died. And he's just talking to this little picture. He's like, oh, my love, I can't believe this, this person is dead. And all some of that just didn't... It felt really off, and some of it was poorly delivered and cheesy. But as a whole, he was a pretty good Poirot, I think. Huh. Ish. Cool. Um, Ish. Yeah, I... There's a whole list of people. They were all pretty good. I liked all of them. Um, Daisy Ridley was great, I think. Yay! That's good. That's what I really wanted to know, actually. Yeah, yeah she was She was really good. She was enjoyable. Um, yeah, not, not much more to be said, but yeah, she, she did a great job. Um, Yay, cool. Which is cool, I guess. But Was, I, was right. Josh Gad good or was he annoying? Oh, no, he was great too, actually. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, he was he was real good. I really there was a surprising amount of emotion to his character, anger and stuff like that that you wouldn't have expected from Josh Gad, and yeah, uh-huh. he he really delivered and he was great. Um, Johnny Depp, uh, he he Johnny <laughs> he he Johnny Depped a bit. Um, it wasn't like it was as it wasn't as bad as like Grindelwald or something, like uh huh. It was actually decent. His yeah. character was fine. He played the kind of character he was supposed to play, and then he was done. That's all. It felt Did you like. know he was on Night Night on Elm Elm Street? I didn't know that. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I, I've never I saw seen the. That. I watched the movie over on like on my vacation, and it was good. Oh, but, that's nice. Sorry. It was so funny because there was we. Uh, I was watching it with my, with my brother, and we were watching the opening credits, and we saw that like Johnny Depp, his name came up. We're like, "Oh, what the heck? He's in it!" And then like halfway through the movie, we're like, "I wonder when Johnny Depp is gonna appear in the movie." And then he realized, and we realized it's one of the main kids. And you didn't <laughs> and know the whole time. <laughs> we didn't know the whole time until there was like one shot of an angle of his face, and I was like, "Wait, is this Johnny Depp?" And it was. You know so. what's interesting about Johnny Depp? What? He's a famous actor, but he's also in lots of movies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's in lots wow. of things. I mean, did you know he's in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Did, did you know he was in Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Did Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm listing all his movies because I'm trying okay. to fill, take up space. Because this podcast did you know, long enough. Did you know he was in this one movie about like how the how Peter Pan was written? Huh. What, what was, was that like called? Something something Neverland. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Huh. You know he's in lots of things. I, I've I've just realized this. You know. Okay. Talk okay, about. Um. Yeah. This, so yeah, that was what, good. Um. What would you rate it? All right. Okay. So as far as the plot goes. I mean, it, it was well delivered, and it gave you that whole thing. But then some of the, something about the story was lacking, and then there was that crap thing that kind of ruined the ending of the movie. Um, I'd give that like a sixteen out of eighteen. Whoa, okay. Characters. I mean, that's not bad. Characters were a lot better, I think, than plot. Maybe, um, maybe they might be just comparable. 
Terrible. You know what? 15 or 16. I'm not sure. Okay. That's fine. Production is where it, like, it actually is really, really good, though. Huh. Like, really, really, really good. It had, oh. like, very, very interesting shots because, you know, a lot of this are shooting on a train. So, like, yeah. sometimes it feels like they just put, like, a... It almost has this feeling that, like, you're spying on them because they have, like, a little... Like, it'll be like you're looking down from the top of the train as they're walking around and you can feel how, you know, enclosed the space is and how they're trapped, you know, like... what there's not much that they're able to do on this tiny little space and it. That works really well. And they shoot that in a way that makes yeah. you feel that. Um, That's there's cool. a, just a lot of really, really, really long shots. So uh-huh. like, there's this one where he's getting on the train and you see him walk down every single car to get to his, um, to get to his specific room. Uh-huh. But it takes that from the outside. Like you're, you're in the train station looking in on the window and the camera just keeps following through the, and you can see him through the windows walking all the way around and you can hear him talking to other people. It works really well though. And it's, it's not something I, you know, I've, I've seen done before and it worked really well. Just a lot of really good long shots like that. In the beginning of the movie, they kept trying to show like, yeah, look at at this. They're, they're in the mountains on a train. And there were like, (laughs) I'm not even joking. Within like the first half an hour, there are maybe 10 different shots of where it, the camera just barely crests a mountain and you can see the train going al- along on the railroad. And they just did that like every five minutes for like the first half an hour of the movie. Like that, that was the <laughs> way they transitioned shots. Like, like this scene is That's... done where he talked to this person in a one minute conversation. Time for another conversation. Camera goes over the mountain. You see the train. They did that so many times, and that was really annoying. Uh, that sounds but about it wasn't like a it was bit awkward. Ugly. It wasn't like ugly or anything, but they just kept doing it. That uh-huh. was kind of more of a problem with the editing because you could have just left that out, and it would have been fine. Uh huh. Yeah, um, they could have found like a, a cooler way to transition, mm-hmm. like just a cut. What's so bad about a cut? And then he's talking to another person. Yeah. Uh, as far as it goes, music was good. Um, I didn't really notice a score all that much. But every once in a while, like, there was this one scene in which he was, like, telling everybody that there was a murder and all this stuff, and they're all looking around and whatever. And then you can see in the background, like, somebody sit down at, like, the piano, and they just, you know, they start playing, and you, I don't know, for some reason it just, it worked very well in the background to have that, and the way that they used music in subtle ways like that every once in a while. I thought it was cool. Like, it added to the atmosphere more than it was like, wow, that's good music that adds to the movie, but it... <laughs> it like it gave you a bit of an atmosphere, so I don't know. It was okay, cool. sets were convincing. Obviously, the way people like looked when they were dead was fun. <laughs> like there was oh good good fake blood, I guess. Wow, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't you, anything that stood just... out that was like, no, nah, this is not a quality movie. It seems like it was yeah. all really well made, and some of it was uh, much better than what I was expecting. So, Kenneth yeah, Branagh yeah. was a good director. Um, wow. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that you want to give your score for the production now? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 17 out of 18, just because of those Ooh. annoying train shots with the editing. Otherwise, okay. I think it was perfectly fine. Cool. Uh, and then overall, overall, my feelings about the movie was like, it was fine. Like it was, it was well done in lots of ways. It did the essential things right, but like some of the other things, it. I don't know. Some parts of the plot and some parts of the characters didn't feel great, I guess. Uh-huh. It was fine. Nothing was, like, 
just like unbelievably terrible. Okay. It was all fine enough. But That's you know, there there's good. like some scenes in which Paro yells or screams and that's that's just doesn't work for me. Poirot like yelling at Poirot yelling. It I don't know, I didn't like it. Huh. Um it just didn't seem to fit his character as much. Like it, it like when he does feel like emotions, you know, you imagine him he's like a kind of an old man, but he's like a really nice little portly guy. You'd imagine him like, you know, he sees someone dead and he's sad about it. Maybe he like he cries a little bit for somebody he likes and he, he seems like a big-hearted guy, but he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would just yell because he's feeling so much emotion and he just, like, yell at somebody. <laughs> he seems like the kind of person that if he was yelling, it would be to push somebody to do something to therefore, like, you know, prove that they did something. Like, you know, he he would use that as an investigative tool, but not yeah. that often, maybe. And he, uh-huh. he just seems like he's depressed and angry and full of emotions to the point where yeah he just yells sometimes that didn't work but other aspects okay. of the character work i don't know that that was cool. the main draw um great yeah awesome. overall i'd give it like a i don't know a 16 a 16 that's a solid score i mean considering the rotten tomato score it got that's pretty good it's like a 16 in terms of like if you watch this you know you'll enjoy it it doesn't yeah, mean it's, it's not like, like it's, it was a awful movie it's right not, it's not I mean, favorite movie material mm-hmm. it's not terrible it's not like but it didn't like watch, do any like breakthrough it didn't like, do anything special mind-boggling things no, okay it wasn't anything too special other than how it was shot which was pretty <laughs> pretty um, but yeah like it's i don't know it, it's not like it has any kind of cultural relevance to where somebody would just go watch it so it's like it's not like it's a must watch uh-huh. There are some things that get scores like that that I'm like, you know what? It's still worth a watch. And I mean, it, you can watch it, but it's not like I'd suggest that you, you need to watch this movie. Yeah. It's okay. Eh. eh. It's fine. If you watch it, you'll get it on Redbox. You'll enjoy it or whatever. But <laughs> not the kind of thing I'd buy on Blu-ray uh-huh. by any means. Okay, or even digitally. Cool. Okay. I do not care to really watch it that many times. Cool. Great. Yep. Are we going to be done? <laughs> um, no, because first what? of all, we have to talk about something important as in regards to how the podcast is being run. Um, oh my, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, so the way that we have our RSS feed set up, so like the way our iTunes is set up and everything, like if you look at the episode list, you will only see 25 episodes there at a time. However, we're on episode 35. And there are a few episodes that have been completely skipped that are no longer there. And there are some things in their feed, you know, whatever. But if you want to see a full archive going all the way back to the beginning, that is not going to be available on iTunes. Each episode that we upload deletes the previous, like the oldest episode that we have on there. Mm-hmm. So uh, all that to say, yeah, there's a full archive up on our blog, which is where we end up posting them. So if you want to see a full archive of all of our episodes, I'm pretty sure it's something like, what is it, goshdanielrants.blogspot.com? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's or is it, it is. just goshdaniel.blogspot? Here, I'll look it up. Oh, yeah, sure. actually, I have no idea. <laughs> but it, it it's it's like orange, and it looks kind of ugly, so it is sorry really, for... It's really ugly. Yeah. 
Sorry. It's Josh Daniel. <laughs> Maybe we can fix that in the future. Yeah, we, we will fix it eventually. Once we get around to it. But yeah, gosh, Daniel Rants. <laughs> .blogspot.com. Uh, I'll put it in the description. It has a a full archive, every episode, all the way back to episode one, in which I'm pretty sure that's where I started talking about how I thought it was dumb. I, that that was where my original like dislike for the way J.K. Rowling uh, runs things began. Wow. We talked about franchising and sequels and how we wish they would make something creative. The second episode, Rogue One versus The Force Awakens. Oh yeah, classic episode. Uh, we, you know, classic. classic. Third episode announcement of the Switch. You know, some good stuff in there. Um, Ooh, those were the days. Yeah, like we even listed Disney live action movies to come out. You know, we had some guest stars on. Fun time, you know. Uh, Fun time. Full archive. Yep, it's gonna be up there on the blog. And uh, yeah, there you go. Um. If you want to eventually get us to the point where all of our episodes, including a full archive, every previous episode and every episode to come, is available on iTunes, uh, the only way we can do that is by uh, a very hefty sum of money, uh, which would involve creating our own website and doing a bunch of stuff. That would end up costing us a significant amount that we are just currently not making off of the podcast. So, like, if like, like three hundred bucks a year, people. Like okay, that, that's a lot of money. Like that much. So, you know, that's maybe that'll be a Patreon goal. Uh, if you want to really help us get there, then uh, make make this a uh, you know a little bit nicer of a podcast. You know. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, you can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/GoshDaniel and Chuck. Uh, a big wad of cash at us, I guess. You could you could or throw quarters. Debit slash credit card numbers just, at us. Just give us your, your credit card number and you know what we'll be fair. Mm-hmm. We won't take too much. Uh-huh. Wait, actually I, before we um leave, you can I email cool... your credit card number to goshdanielrants at gmail dot com. Uh... Or tweet it at us <laughs> at goshdanielpod. Just tweet your credit card number, uh, information, security number. Yeah, social security numbers as well would be useful. Proof of insurance, license plate number. Is that all? Uh, yeah. Also, okay. like, a picture of your ID. That'd just be nice. Just, like, have. yeah, just a full picture of your ID in general. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that it? Yeah, but real quick, I want to end um, on a fun fact for you. Okay, okay. Um... The movie Leap that you've referenced in the past, of course, and you it's, and Hunt the Bunch got have seen. Fine, it's a fine <laughs> film. If you so, enjoy this film, it is great because you are probably in the target audience that this film was made for. If you are my age <laughs> and you are my gender, and then no, you liking this movie is weird. Just flat out. Okay, sorry, that's, that's all I had to say. Um, okay, so they've, it's still in theaters, right? And it they is? already re, yeah, wow. yeah, and they've already renamed it. <laughs> they have? What is it now? Yeah, it's called Ballerina. No, 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 that's not, that's not because they renamed it. What originally happened is, this was a French-Canadian movie. Hunt, Hunt and uh-huh. I did the, uh, the research. This was a French-Canadian oh, movie that came out years ago, called Ballerina. And it went on Netflix and stuff like that. And then they decided to make a non-French version of the movie, a non-Canadian version. 
and they slightly changed the dialogue and re-recorded it, I think, a little bit. And then they released it in theaters later, like now, several years later. And then and they called, called it Leap. Leap. Yeah, and then they, and then they the changed it back to Ballerina. They did, though? Like, it's in theaters yeah, they as did. Ballerina? Yeah, I, I just checked right now. You sure? I yeah, I went on um I'm on I'm use I use Flixsters and or Flixster and I went on and I um went to the movies that are in theaters and I clicked on it and I was like, wait, that's leap, but it says ballerina. So and then I clicked on it and it gives me showtimes. Ooh, I can catch the oh, never mind. It's still giving me can, showtimes for leap though. Really? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's a uh, North on. Carolina thing. <laughs> It, no, it, okay, it says Leap in parentheses Ballerina. So it's like it has two names. But yeah, I think that's, that's just weird. because there was a Canadian release and then the U.S. release. Well, anyway, I just felt like talking about weird. Leap again because it's a movie I haven't seen yet, it's, but you guys have seen, so. It can be enjoyed by the target audience of, uh-huh. you know, 6 to 12-year-old girls. Or the target audience of no one. <laughs> You know, that is, it could have been, that could have been, it seems like the kind of movie that might not have a target audience. <laughs> a little, it, they, a little might not young have, French Canadian girl, maybe, who just might wants not to be put, a ballerina. They might not have put that much thought into it, but that's okay. <laughs> it is the strangest release of a movie that I've ever heard of, though, with all the different editions and names and... Mm-hmm. This is a really crappy way to end the podcast. This is great. I know. You, Why? Every... Um, that's the end. No, it's okay. <laughs> this is maybe our longest episode, actually. Uh-huh. I'm happy with wow. that. Go to Goals. bed. It's okay, really goodbye. Now. I'm tired. All right. Yeah. Bye. Um, bye. Okay, just so you know, we will be uh, coming out with the Justice League. Justice League. Justice League <laughs> review. It will be coming soon. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that's it. Actually, that's all I had to say. All so, right, uh, cool. Bye. Without further ado, uh, see you later, folks. <laughs>